welcome back to another episode of the Dorkiest Timeline Podcast, the offshoot or the tangent of the two fanboys in a filthy casual podcast. My name is Krija. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. I think we have a really good topic for today. And first of all, hi guys. It's good to see you guys. I know. Hello. It's finally, it's finally Dorkiest time. It's finally darkiest time. I have to say that uh, I just just quickly, I listened to the last two fanboys and a filthy casual podcast, the one hundred and ninety ninth episode. That's rare. That's rare. No, it's pretty. <laughs> I mean, first of all, before you guys reach the two hundredth episode, I just want to say congratulations. Good job. I you, you guys know I love you guys. I'm very proud of you guys. So Aww. congratulations. Thanks. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Oh, my mom <laughs> doesn't even say that. <laughs> No, really. His, yeah. his, his mom doesn't say that. No. Aww. My mom still doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> we, would, we would have one more listener. Every if, time I say, I'm going to record right now, she goes, record what? I go, the same thing I've been recording for four years. <laughs> we're, we're having our 200th episode. I was like, your relatives in the Philippines listen to us. Why can't you support Aww, Crazy, right? Really? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Because yeah. they, they don't know about pop culture there. So, like, we're the window into their pop culture. I mean, so. and what... And what hosts to have for this window into pop culture? Yes. I think I, I think you guys are great. You know, Aww. I'm just gonna say. Yeah, well, you are too, Kirsten. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you are uh, Excelsior. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough about that. Let's. Um, I kind of want to. Um, I kind of want to like um, start with a new topic. I know we probably have a lot of a lot of things to talk about regarding this because it's just ever present especially where we are in the world, you know, there's, there's so much going on. Um, but yeah, I want to, I, I want to, sh- uh, sh- bring it to Dennis. Cause I think Dennis, this was Dennis's idea. Yeah. Thanks, Kirsch. I appreciate that. Um, you know, as a, you know, as somebody that, that, that a little older, I, I, let me put it that way. Just a little. Um, I, I, I'm realizing that more and more that, you know, my mindset and the way I view things might not be the same as the way everybody else is. And that seems that seems like that's the theme, especially in the news today. It's like, you know, you don't understand us. You, you know, you're um, and there's almost this, you know, uh, division between people where mm-hmm. it's almost like you versus us, you know, me versus you. We're different. We can't really understand each other. Um, and, you know, this actually uh, sprung out um, um, out of nowhere for me. Like, um, you know, uh, I've, Disney came out, or actually, well, D- Disney Pixar came out with a new movie that uh, just recently um, that uh, went straight to uh, Disney+. Plus, and the movie is called Turning Red. And mm-hmm. I know Kurja and I and Harold have watched it. Lewis has not had an opportunity yet. Um, but, you know, this is not a, don't worry for those people who are aware of Two Fanboys and the Filthy Casual, we are not going to be reviewing this. But, you know, uh, just for uh, for uh, conversation's sake, it is a story about a young woman, you know, 13, who is developing, who's, who's blooming and, you know, discovering who she is. Um, and, you know, it's something that, from what I've been told, that uh, women go through. Know, because unfortunately, I, I, or fortunately, I don't know. I, I didn't have to go through the same experience. <laughs> and it just so happened that through Pixar's unique ability of kind of twisting things, they were able to get that concept of growing up, developing into somebody who they are. And they, of course, turned it into something funny, which is, you know, not only is it 
um, a not only is it a, a euphemism about changing of the body, it for this movie it literally is. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of my favorite parts there, Lewis. Um, you know, I know you didn't watch it, but um, there's a part there when the mom finds out that she has, found, you know, the 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 the, the, the young lady May May. I was try, trying to explain to the mom that she's become this this monster and everything, and the mom automatically thought, oh, you know, it's that other monster and so there's it's this, the monthly monster yeah. <laughs> and so there's, there's the subtlety this, is not lost in no not at all. I mean it's called of, turning red for crying out yeah. loud it's a little on the nose but yeah I get it exactly you see and, it's turning but, red but, on the but nose that was the, thing, that was the thing though is that you were able in the movie the, the picture was able to kind of transform that and kind of play around with that idea now, um, I, we're not going to review. I thought it was a good movie. Um, I really did enjoy it. My my daughter, um, who is you know a little younger than May May, um, really enjoyed it. Really saw something in it. Uh, my wife really enjoyed it. Um, but what surprised me though was instead of seeing like all these accolades, because you know it's most. Uh, I think uh, I don't know mostly, but I think yeah, mostly. Well. The side characters, the little girls, um, they're not um, Asian of Asian descent, or at least not chi- not Chinese. Um, well, you know, it's a, a, a majority of these people are of uh, Asian actors, which is you know in our time in our day of representation, it's something that's welcome. Um, but I, I, as I kind of pointed out to the uh, to the, the group over here, is that what I found and what I discovered that there are there is now originally there was only one when we started talking about it, but now there's this growing um, backlash against this movie. Really? Yeah, be, and because of the idea of representation, where for us, for Asian Americans, we're like, man, it's, it's so good. It's finally so nice to see. You know, people that kind of look like look like look like us, that kind of act like us. We finally see it in the movies. Mm-hmm. The opposite is happening. We have movie critics who have said that they can't relate to it because of the fact that it's so um, it's so centric, right? You know, so that, limited, yeah. Right. It's so know. specific. And we even had uh, just recently, like a couple of days ago, we had a uh, Christian um, a minister who. You know, who says that it's a demonic, mm-hmm. it's a demonic movie, you know, um, and they're, they're using, you know, oh, it's because she's, um, she does like um, uh, uh, cultural, like dancing, she does rituals and all those things. It's an occult. And, and, right. And exactly. And, but again, it's the other, it's the, oh, it's, it's something I've never seen before. It's something mm-hmm. weird. And so therefore it must be evil. And therefore we must look down. And, and I, I think that's the topic that we have for today. It's not, it's, it's, where is, you know, where can we celebrate representation where can we represent being different and being new? But at the same time, you know, how do we react? How do we, you know, how are we supposed to uh, respond to when we have people who are saying what you're doing, what you're showing us is, is, is bad. It's mm-hmm. not something that we can relate to. Oh. <laughs> well, this is a heavy topic. Yeah. I, and I love the fact that for every sense of the word, like it, it stems from a, a kid's movie. And it's crazy to me that there is that controversy. I mean, I'm not sure how many other articles are out there, but I do know about that uh, reviewer 
who put it on blast. And if I may, you know, uh, kind of jump in there, uh, his concerns or his issues were like, it's too niche. It's about an Asian, a young Asian American or Canadian American, uh, Asian Canadian, Canadian, Canadian. Um, who lives in Chinatown in a small neighborhood in Toronto. What is it? Why is that? What does that have to do with me? Me being the, uh, the reviewer. And it's like, it, uh, that's crazy to me. Like, I don't know. Like it's, that's literally, there's no, I can't think of any other movie that's worldly. So I, I'd love to know what that guy's other reviews are and whatnot. But like, yeah, this, the, the whole topic of, you're right, then like representation at this point in this day and age, very odd. Um, it's, uh, I'm not sure if it's because of the political climate in the last decade or so, uh, the socioeconomics of America, how divisive, uh, but, uh, but like saying these things, it's like, it's tale as old as time. Um, it's not, not that it's apples to or it's not apples to apples per se, but like it's funny to me. Um, I, I'm watching older shows because I am who I am, and you know, part of being a dad, I like to partake some or you know, impart some of the older shows that I, I grew up with to my kids. And not that, again, not that it's apples to oranges, but like or uh, like I was watching some of the older. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air episodes, and they're still talking about like you know the the racial issues that happened to African Americans back then. And if you took those that, that context out of the fact, or if you took the context out of that fact that it was made in back in like 1994 or 96, 97. It's like it still applies to today, but anyway, I, I think I'm jumping all over the place about like representation and what uh, what stories mean to people. So yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm but, not. But how can you relate to that? I mean, it's a very niche. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's about a rich. A person in Bel Air right. that is going through a private right. school and of a different, you know, ethnicity. So how can we as Asian Americans be able to relate to that story? You know, see, that's where a review as a job where you put your personal information or like you use your personal uh, experiences into it sometimes is a, is, a, is a negative. And that should be for a lot of things because if you're only going to be able to review things that you relate to. Like, well, if, unless he's a Caucasian man, then pretty much every story is about him. Right. Actually, so. he was. And I want I want to just pull before you continue, Harold. Mm-hmm. I, I pulled some quotes from the article. I mean, it's, it has since been taken down, rightfully so. But I wanted to say it was on Cinema, Cinema Blend. I'm not going to say the, the writer's name. I don't want to give him in that space. But um, he called the movie Turning Red a tad limiting in scope made for the director and her family and friends. And it's too specific and therefore unrelatable. So that's what the article said. It's gone now, but Harold, I just want you to continue. Yeah. That's, it's literally like what storyline can like Dennis said, what storyline is universal? What can everybody relate to? Nobody can relate to not every person in the world is going to relate to the same thing. And people need to understand that some people just need to get entertained. And if people want to tell a different version of a story or a different story, why are we stopping them from doing that? Why do you um, create negativity towards that? I mean, if we keep telling the same story, which basically what pop culture has become nowadays in that everything's... I know we need to get into this episode. We've been talking about it for months now, doing the reboots, the remakes, and the repeats. If you have something with an original property, why are we not celebrating that more? And I feel like, why not apply that criticism then to anything else? Mm-hmm. So here, this this is what I was really thinking, is the movie came out the same time Batman came out. 
Okay, or sorry, the Batman came out. Okay. <laughs> Get it right with the article. But um, so can all of us relate to being a billionaire that has lost their parents, um, watching Shrek, or apparently, and then turning our misery and emo-ness and bad haircuts into becoming, um, you know, a crime-fighting superhero that only goes out at night and puts on black mascara? Maybe one guy can relate to it, but not universally, mm-hmm. because he's now applying his personal story to that, saying, oh, it's a niche product. It's a niche uh, entertainment property, because I can't relate to it. And it's just, I can't relate to it, where there's way, I don't know if you know this, bro, there is way more Asians in the world than there are any other people <laughs> in the world. That's true. And you're saying that just because you can't relate to it, just because it's, you think it's a personal story for the creator and just for the creator himself... That's the most stupid and selfish and, like, it's the most ignorant thing you could pretty much any say about anything, let alone being a review for a movie that was actually pretty damn good. Yeah. It was great. And I agree with you. Harold actually liked something. <laughs> liked the movie? That's oh, I liked the first one. It was called Teen Wolf, but, you know. <laughs> I was thinking Teen Wolf. <laughs> it's basically Teen Wolf, but cuter. With a oh, more, so cute. but a more uh, lovable sidekick because Styles was cool, but the four little girls and then you know, Four Town. I so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's 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 a story about turning, you know, getting older, mm-hmm. progressing into the next part of your life. Yes, it is a coming of age story because she's literally turning into something new. She's and thirteen years old. She's and it's like yes, it's kind of cute that they're using it as a background for puberty and whatnot. But the story itself, in terms of anybody else who needs to relate to it, like maybe a little girl thinks that just because they're actually growing older and then things, or even a little boy, mm-hmm. or whatever that they want to claim to be, if they're um, growing older and things are happening for them or happening to them, they can say. Is it just me or is it everybody else? And then, oh, do I feel like a monster? Well, this girl actually became a monster and she was able to, you know, mm-hmm. go with it. So I should be able to be fine with things. So, right. like, that's a story that relates to a lot more than just this guy and his buddies, apparently. Absolutely. It's universal. Everyone grows up. Everyone has that moment where they where they think, or moments, plural, when they think to themselves, what is wrong with me? What are these emotions that I'm feeling? I know I did. I was I was a confused little girl, but um and I think maybe having a movie like this could kind of soften the blow of the you know the the craziness that is puberty, that is growing up, that is becoming the person that I'm, you know, the more the woman I'm supposed to be or I intend to be or whatever. And I think it's it goes on be I think it goes on beyond beyond um beyond puberty and growing up and dealing with these new emotions new feelings i also think that there's a like a generational kind of like obligation like we all have that um and i hate to bring it back to and i i want to discuss this because i know that we have like you know we're very family oriented people here in this room um i want to bring it I kind of want to bring a parallel. There's another show, and Lewis and I talk about it. And I know there's another show that Lewis and I talk about, but it's a book that we read, Pachinko. And Pachinko is a show on Apple TV Plus. We're not going to talk about that. Sorry that I brought it up, but was it any good? I saw the first episode, and it's it's great. Is it faithful to the book or the first episode? Like covers a lot, okay. but it's kind of there's a parallel because 
with the story of Pachinko, it's a four it's four generations. I'm not gonna talk a lot about it, but it's four generations, but the actions of the older generation affect the the younger generation, the newer generation. Um and I felt that a lot in turning red. I want I wanna hear what you guys think about that. The whole family obligation aspect about the movie. And I'm, I'm glad to talk about it because, you know, it, it, it's funny. Um, you know, one of the, I think one of the reasons, again, that I appreciate the movie is just because of the fact that I have my daughter, you know. And it was so cool to see her have that conversation and talk because there's, there's uh, you know, she had a couple questions like, do, do, you know, do you really want me, you know, um, um, am I supposed to always get A's? There's one of the questions that, that that popped up, you know, um, and you know she she started kind of noticing certain aspects of her life and the lives that we, as, as myself and my wife, we talk about the difference between when we were growing up and how we're trying to raise her, you know. And I'm thinking and I'm hoping she's realizing that in a lot of ways. You know, she has the opportunity to be Maymay, where she can be her own, um, you know, where she can be her own person. But what's cool and what I really loved about that movie was that it did not demonize the mother. It didn't demonize the parents. And, it, you know, the, the fact that the grandmother there at the end has that breakthrough of, you know, family is more important. I, you know, um, I don't care what's happening. You know, my love, my daughter is more important, and that that's that's what's so great about that movie is that you know you're able to see both sides, and for sure, I was able to see myself in May when not that I was a 13 year old girl, but in terms of like how I was when I was growing up, expectations of my father, expectations mm-hmm. of my mother. But at the same time, uh, I, you know, my, my, I, I remember my wife and my daughter dying when they saw uh, Meme's father, and they were like, "It's you." It's you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we all know it. You know, and <laughs> and just the the way he talks and and everything is just. I have to tell you, I was I was bawling. My, my wife and I were in tears as we were watching that movie, just because it was so relatable. We were able to just see ourselves, you know, in in that. And it's and again when we were talking about representation, she was able to my daughter was able to kind of get out of there, and she had so many parallels to her life, and I was thinking to myself, and it's a selfish thing, and we thought, my wife and I said it to ourselves, I wish we had this when we were growing mm-hmm. up. You know? Same. H. Like, I, I, I think that's one of the biggest problems that a lot of people have had with this is the fact that like we talk about being relatable and whatnot and honestly if you were a child that grew up not knowing what respect was not knowing how to respect your elders and how to like listen and how to be an attentive person and actually give care about other people then this movie doesn't relate to you and you know what makes you that makes you a terrible person already (laughs) because that's really for me the main theme is like yeah we have the generational gap there's the big generational differences and if you know you're getting stranglehold too much that's a bad word to say when you're talking about children and adults but 
<laughs> like um if you're if your life is being stifled too much by the pressures that you're have been put upon you by your elders by your relatives by distinctly your parents and grandparents yes it's going to take a toll on the person that's working down below and that's something that not everybody's going to relate to but you can see that in some part of your life somewhere you know mm-hmm. it's not directly correlated to like for us or at least for me it does directly correlate to me because that's exactly how I was treated in terms of I lived in a three generational uh house where I had my grandparents sorry grandmothers mm-hmm. parents and then you know me and my sister so respect had to be brought down or um shown down each ladder so you know as much as I respected my parents, I had to respect my grandmother just much more because how are you supposed to be afraid of a four foot eleven woman that has <laughs> arthritis? But the fact that your father is already six feet tall and is like, I don't want to talk to my mother because I'm scared of her already. So it's like, yeah, you know, uh, you just have to re- have that kind of respect in terms of, you know, just elders, mm-hmm. people in general, like you just respecting the people around you, the people that you've learned to. Uh, consider your loved ones or your friends like the movie doesn't work as well if her friends don't respect and you know uh, relate to her story as well because if the girls her little clique or crew um don't come don't go along with her and don't help her out they don't comfort her there's nothing that she's ever going to want to do because like her whole deal was i'm just going to stay in my house Mm -hmm. and no one's going to ever visit me but her friends are like no we're going to go see you and then that's when the movie changes so the movie directly changed, or the movie changes exactly when her friends are like, okay, whatever's going on with you, we're here to help you. Yeah. So it's Aww. like, if you can't, yeah. See, it's good. It's very touching. And it's like, if you d- don't relate to that part of the story, what uh, what else do you need to relate to? Yeah. Like, yeah. do you need murdered parents? <laughs> <laughs> do you need to be a, a mermaid that's longing for love? Yeah. Do you need to be a beauty and or a beast? Devin, the mermaid. I I wonder if part of the criticism is the production behind it. Like, you know, literally before we started recording, uh, Curtis and I were talking about, like, uh, Minari and Parasite. And uh, as much as, again, they're foreign language films, niche, but they still were critical darlings and whatnot. But they were, like, A24 or a smaller production Mm -hmm. movie. So I wonder if part of... The whole drama is the fact that, yeah, Disney and Pixar put their muscle behind this. And um, maybe part of it, too, is, if I'm not mistaken, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, the director of this movie also was the one who made Bao, the yeah. short the short movie. And was won it? the Oscar. Yeah. And, yeah, for a short film. So <clears throat> it's, like, part of it is, like, so she's a, she's a, she's a tried and tested commodity that, of course, you're going to, if you, you're, you're, they're going to put their full force behind. And I wonder if that's it, too. And the fact that, yeah, I'm sorry, you just said it. It's a, it's a female director. Like, how many of these... Uh, how many female directors are there? I mean, if again, I'm not a Oscar historian, but there's like what a handful of female directors who've ever won director of the uh, best director. Um, so yeah, I, I wonder if the criticism is like yeah, it's because it's a big production. It's like if it was a movie straight to DVD or you know a, a YouTube uh, a movie that some USC kids put together, like would anybody even bat an eye? Um, so I, I guess that it, it's maybe it's triggering for that other side of the fence that's like wait a second like this disney or you know this 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 uh this company that i that i grew up on we were just joking about uh little mermaid and all those other movies like that i grew up on with watching uh people that look like me are Mm -hmm. starting to make movies that look like them so that's i I guess that's where the division comes from so yeah i I don't know if it's just because it's a big disney production or if anybody even batted an eye or or whatnot yeah you know what i i I, honestly if if this movie 
had been made and it wasn't in English and they put subtitles, that guy wouldn't have a problem with it. Oh, absolutely. Oh. So okay. if it was on like Crunchyroll and... No, I mean, <laughs> in general, like if this movie was made like like an anime, not even, if, if this movie exactly was it was, was is what it is, and instead of them speaking English and they had just used, you know, whatever language that they decided to go with the movie in and it had been in subtitles and then be like, this is a foreign movie. Oh, this the guy is would have been movie. like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I can relate to it now because even though they're foreign, I can relate to it. Yeah. No, but because it's a domestic film yeah. spoken yeah. in English, yeah. the you know primary language. Like as right, as a critic, I have to like foreign language films. But yeah. now that it's, uh, it's in English, <laughs> like mm, harumph. So um, is it is it is it then the foreignness? I, I don't know if that's word of it. Uh, that's word. Is it the foreignness of it, or is it the who plays it? Because interestingly enough, I don't know if you guys heard about the Steven Spielberg. Uh, controversy recently, mm-hmm. where uh, Steven Spielberg kind of got um, criticized because he was talking about Squid Games, mm. and he was oh, talking about okay. how I he was it, talking yeah. about like the, the you know those no name uh, I'm I'm paraphrasing of course, but basically calling the you know people who were sort of, they were no name actors because of the fact that they were from another from as Lewis kind of said you know a a smaller company and you know and so him kind of saying that maybe not realizing just how popular and how influential it was you know um it you know it, it kind of kind of relates to that is is it is it then maybe or maybe it's not racism maybe it's imperialism popular. yeah good point yep he sounds salty just because nobody went to see a west side story i guess I don't know. I mean, I know it's a story about. I have to say, I liked West Side Story. I I did too, but I guess how, nobody. How, I, I think. How, I think did you, how did you relate to it? You're not. I'm not, not Puerto Rican. You're not Puerto Rican or Italian American. Or, or in New from York. New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or or run around in the snappy. Yeah, fingers. I did or marry a she? white guy. So. <laughs> I, but I, I've seen Chris walk to her car. She does snap her fingers. I do. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I just if, did the hop clip. If, if Lewis is driving his old car, he's like, I ain't got to get in my Jetta. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Jettas. <laughs> Damn it. Boo. Boo on that one. Now, um, you know, kind of moving, not moving forward, but kind of, you know, uh, kind of shifting uh, um, a little bit, I guess. You know, again, the the word is, wow, um, I forgot what the word I'm, I'm thinking of. Um, not transformational. Um not relatability. What's the word? What's the word we've been? I've been using regarding this um, representation. Representation. Thank oh you very much. God. I know I can't. But <laughs> well, so, did you just cancel me? Is that no, I was about to hit the, that one button. Oh, do it! Oh, do you, it! You should do it. What, what button are you going? There's, oh, no, there's no sound to that button. <laughs> yeah, because you, you oh, have the sound to put is up off. The, the volume up first. And, uh, oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> the wrong sound, by the way. Oh, representation. Yeah. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> so, representation. I mean, again, for us, you know, representation is is important. I mean, we dedicated like two episodes to like, to like, film and representation. Like, like, think about yeah. uh, the the uh, our adoration of Dante Bosco, just because mm-hmm. we were able to see Dante Bosco in the nineties and two thousands. And we, mm-hmm. were, and we were able to go, oh, my God, it's, 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 he's us. He's yeah. brown. Yeah. Honestly, though, with Dante Bosco, when I first saw him as Rufio, I didn't think he was Filipino. 
Really? But when I saw Ernie Reyes Jr., oh, yeah. I was like, okay. that's Phil that, Filipino. That, 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 oh, for sure. In, in, Ninja, yeah. in Ninja Turtles, Lord. <laughs> wow, you know who's Filipino? My no, accent. I saw him, like, in... I mean, not like we're being classist or anything, but I think just because Rufio was so dressed up as a lost mm-hmm. boy, and it's like, oh, you know, and at the age that I was when that movie came out, I, I really didn't think too much about race. But, like... When you look at Ernie Reyes Jr. and you look at my cousin who looks just like him, I was like, dude, <laughs> if he's not one of us, then I don't know what's going on over here, man. I'm sorry, your cousin looks like Ernie Reyes Jr.? He used to, and now he looks like a worse version. Oh, like, no, oh, no. He looks worse than Ernie Reyes Sr. right now. Wait, wait. Which, Let's just hold on to that image. Which version of Ernie Reyes Jr.? Is it, is it the guy from Ninja Turtles still? Um, is, is it, it no, Surf Ninja? Sidekicks. Is, it, Sidekicks. is it the guy from The Rundown? Run, oh, no. Rundown Ernie Reyes is still pretty ripped, though, dudes. Yeah. I mean, I'll give but him he, that. He's he's <laughs> and, uh, or or a uh, Rush Hour Two, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. He, he was in Rush Hour Two. Yeah, his name was Jong or something. Oh he has a one in one synonym guy. I got I got to rewatch that. He runs away. Oh no, that's like, why he's, I don't, that's why he's I don't like, oh, him. they caught me. Oh no, I was gambling with fake money from Don Cheadle. This is how we go off track, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I swear this uh, Rush this Hour Two was very serious. I Speaking mean, of not, representation, not I, Rush Hour 2. Not that I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with it too much, but I was really impressed with Don Cheadle doing, um, was it Man, uh, I think Mandarin or Cantonese, I don't know, to be honest. Like, remember, yeah, yeah. Like, he speaks to Jackie Chan. Yeah. See, that's dedication yeah. to his craft. Yeah, that's... And that's... We, we've, we have people of all you know types and races that do that as well, and then it's like, you're not giving those guys credit for like, you know, I mean, we're not giving Don Cheadle credit for learning... A different mm-hmm. language for one scene, and he gets to fight Jackie Chan. I mean, I know <laughs> yeah. we veered really hard. <laughs> oh, sorry, I sorry. mean, because, I appreciate just that. Just because Rush Hour Two is like steers back. Reels back, reels back in. No, you brought about you were you started talking about representation, Dennis. I I want you to finish that thought. Did you remember the thought? Um, I'm trying. I'm trying. Trying. No. Um, when, when you know the. the we we go back to the original um, idea that this this person um, couldn't appreciate it, mm-hmm. um, but it seems like now, especially now, the idea of representation is 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 growing. Like we want to see people that look like us. That's that's almost like a, a chant that people are saying. Is it, and, and I I, I kind of want to be a play a devil's advocate right now. Is it necessarily a good thing? Because it seems like at the beginning, people were satisfied with, ooh, it's, uh, it's, not, it's somebody who's not Caucasian, somebody who's not, you know, it's a different person. So, you know, um, but then all of a sudden, it seems like now, um, you know, a, a, another article I was watching is, you know, you have people kind of like that, that person complaining. You have people that are, um, you know, um, that are complaining about uh, different movies, but then if if you ever watched In the Heights, you know, In the Heights, I really liked that movie. I thought it was really great. But then people were complaining about In the Heights because yes, yay, it's representation, but it's like, but it's not the representation that mm-hmm. that, that I want. Mm. And I was like, well, wait, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? And then as as you read it, it says that you know the the, the Afro Caribbean, you know, it's supposed to be Afro Caribbean, but um, you know, Lin Manuel Miranda had to 
uh, only casted people of light skinned color mm-hmm. and was not a representative of true, you know, a, a Dominican Republic and Dominican Republic um, um, uh, uh, Afro Caribbean culture. Mm-hmm. And of course, Lin Manuel had to apologize and say, "I have to try to do better." So, is are we taking it too far now? Like, as a Filipino American, should I be like, "Well, wait, wait, I don't like, I don't like the story of May May." You know, uh, where's my story? Where, where is the, you know, the the short brown people mm-hmm. that you know that like hip hop and, oh, and wait, basketball? It's, it's maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe just like hip hop. Oh, yeah. she likes pop music. Oh, pop music. Well, that goes, that question goes back to a conversation that we had, I think, in October. Our Filipino American representation, um, in you know, in cult in pop culture. I think, I think yes, it it's important. And yes, for me, I welcome it because, you know, we get another perspective and it's not white centric. You know, we're just if you look at, you know, even just our circle of friends, we don't even have to, you know, we don't have to look at the entire United States. We look at our circle of friends and we see the differences. Even if we are Filipino, we each have our own individual stories. And going back to your question, Dennis, I think we have to make it. And I think we we we're waiting. We're waiting for someone to take the reins. And maybe that's why we don't have our story told, but I mean, we have to make it. We have to make it for ourselves. Um uh, but but yes. Do I think it matters? Yeah, absolutely. Do I want to see more of it? Absolutely. I don't think I'm getting like I'm getting like I'm feeling. I have feels. Um, I don't. I don't think seeing another person's story, seeing another's point of view, is is keeping me separate from that that person's experience. It opens up another world to me. It opens up someone else's experience, and I have like a more global idea of how the world works. But at the same time. I learn about myself. Um, I, uh, gosh, I get, I'm getting a. Okay, someone talk. <laughs> yeah. no, but I think that's the point of art. Um, you know, I, I think that's the point of art and storytelling is that if it affects even one person, then it's done its job. I mean, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong again, uh, but it, like the definition of art is it makes you feel something. So even if from the other perspective of like, I don't like it, I hate it, like, guess what? You felt something. So guess what? It is art. It is storytelling. And yeah, so like at the end of it, if like if the story of May May, again, I have to watch the movie. Sounds like I got to see it. Uh, it, it, it. If it's changed any like just one child's life, then that's it. That, then it's, it did its job and, you know, bottom line and budgets be damned. Um, you know, if, if the story tells something that affects somebody, then it, it's probably it's probably done its job. Now, going to your point, Dennis, about the whole representation thing and like, yeah, kind of like, um, you know, uh, jumping on what we talked about back in October and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's such a weird I, I don't know if it's uh, not to sound like, you know, old man on the porch, but maybe it's just technology. The fact that everybody has an avenue now to voice their quote unquote opinion or, or, or criticism of whatever, just because it didn't look just the way that I wanted it or it doesn't sound the way that it should have sounded and blah, blah, blah. But like because I, I mean, I think we talked about Encanto a few uh, a few episodes ago. I loved it, but I am not Colombian yet. Um, I don't know how it came uh, on my on my um 
on my feed, but there are critics of Encanto be saying that, oh, it's not representative of actual Colombia. I was like, dude, it's a it's a it's a story about a magical house. Like what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like relax. But again, but my I, house tiles doesn't move like yeah, that. I don't, I don't have a magical <laughs> door. Like I wish I had a magical door. Um, but yeah, so like it's it, it's such an odd. It's it's a fine. I, have a I would have a magical door every time I walk into my kids' room. I have to knock really hard and be like, I wouldn't come, see come. you if you had the magical door. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like it's 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 a fine line. I get it. But I I, I think as it, as as creators or artists, like um, from my perspective. As an immigrant who, you know, who went from, like, a pretty well-off background in the Philippines to starting from scratch here, like, I value those things. I value the story. I value that uh, that journey that all these uh, creators are telling. Um, and so, so like, I, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm with Kurjan on this one, like, where, in fact, like, whenever I see something or if I'm, if I'm uh, to go into something, I'm always on that side of the fence of like, I'm going to try to enjoy something before I poopoo on it. And, but that's not, but again, that's just me though. Like, so that's that uh, to, I'm not trying to defend this, the, the critic who was, who was, uh, was critical about turning red, but that, you know, maybe that's from his perspective too, of like, you know, I, I got a, you know, opinions are like backsides. Everybody's got one. So, but for me, and they all stink. And, <laughs> right. Uh, so you know, I got I, I, from my perspective, I go into things like ready to enjoy it, um, and, and try to pull whatever I can. That like like even Batman versus Superman, as poopy as it was, I still try to pull whatever I can out of it. That's like okay, Ben Affleck was perfectly fine, I guess, as, as Batman. But um, yeah, so I, I think that's just me then, I, I, from my perspective. And it's a it's a fine line that these uh, creators have to to toe. And I, I don't I don't envy the Lin Manuel's of the world who now you know you start off with a niche. Um, creation like with Hamilton, like it was a small. Pro- uh, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure what the history is, but you know, it, I'm assuming it started off as a small production. He made it way up. Now he's got Disney money. He's got WB money. So now it's like, well, if you're up on that stage, so that more eyes on you, so more critical people are going to be more critical of you, and and you know they're going to nitpick every little decision you make. So I mean, I don't envy him. I don't envy those creators. So uh, more power to them, and and hopefully the stories keep uh, keep being told. You know, criticisms be damned, kind of thing. I just think we live in a hater society. Hater, mm, hater, hater. Good one. Like, literally, no one wants to see anybody succeed. Or they want to see people succeed, but not succeed more than they do. Mm, yeah. I know that's the most generic uh, cliche True, that a lot of dude. people can hear. But it's like, if you see someone do well, then manuel Miranda, as an example, makes all these great creations. Now, he does something that's a little bit more towards his direct style, because that's the first thing that he created that was big. And it's like, what can we do to knock him down just a little bit? Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's let's nitpick. Let's find that one thing that everybody's gonna we can we can use here. It's the same thing with a lot of just anything. Anytime anybody makes a great product or a, you know or a pop culture um, something that we can divulge in, it's like you can never give anybody full credit for anything. Everybody has to be knocked down a peg. And it's not even like we we talked about it before, where it's like. It was a mentality in the Filipino community where we can mm. always um, help people get to the top. But as soon as they ascend to the top, we want to get over that person. That's a crab mentality. Everybody's doing it now. So I was watching a documentary that I've seen dozens of times. It's called uh, For All Mankind. It's about Mick Foley. And Mick Foley made the point how had he had a Twitter account when he was trying to be a brand new character and express his emotions out on television to be filmed he would not have had any of those emotional interviews that made him a star come out because he would have been able to express all of his sentiments onto the computer. He would have gone on Twitter and been like, these are the grievances I have. 
So now when I talk about it on TV, you're going to really just be, I'm just going to be repeating bullet points that I made on my Twitter account. So it's like kind of how that is now. It's like everybody has their opinion and now everybody has the venue Mm -hmm. to, to, to express their opinion. And everybody, obviously everybody's opinions are valid to themselves. And yeah, we are a pop culture podcast and then we like to express our opinions about things, obviously, but, um, if people take any kind of stock into any of our opinions, that's when you make the strength of the opinion a lot, you know, it gets a lot higher and stronger. So the more that people can get the dumbest thing or just the smallest thing to pick about and to make it a point that ain't not everything that they've made is perfect. And we're going to tell you why it's not perfect. And now you're going to think about it when you watch it again. And now you're going to think about the same thing. And now everybody that you see around you is going to be like, Hey, you you don't like this as much as you think you like it because you're wrong. Everybody's opinions are wrong. Only your opinion is right. And that's kind of the mentality that everybody's going with. And it's super frustrating to watch. That's why I hate spoiler culture. <laughs> it's literally, I, I as much as when we do reviews here, we do reviews after the fact where we give everybody the chance to watch the product on their own. For themselves, If yeah. you don't like it, you don't like it. If you loved it, don't make our opinion uh, change your mind about uh, anything that you did. It's, it's your experience. Everybody has their experience. It shouldn't be directly affected by anybody else's, unless you're on a date and you're trying to fake it and you know trying to get whatever. <laughs> but like, sorry, I just I was going. That's I was going. I was I going know. serious, and I was like, I, I need to just tone it down just a little bit. <laughs> but it's like it's just super frustrating because we're trying to do new stories. We're trying to do new things. All the stories are that can be told have been told and the new ones that you're we'd like for everybody to hear about you're not giving them a chance anymore like what is the point of creating new things if you're just going to knock it down like nobody's giving if if you have brand new creators brand new directors doing different things that people had never seen before and automatically as soon as that product comes out or that movie comes out you go okay it was good but it would have been better if i could relate to it a little bit more or it would have been better if the characters were lighter skinned a different ethnicity mm-hmm. if you had just said that in your review it would have like made a lot more sense than what you're uh, pushing as your actual review here saying oh this is just a niche for sub- sur- certain people mainly just the director and his friends that's the most offensive thing I heard about anything. If anybody has ever done that, it's been Kevin Smith making Clerks. Because that's a movie that was like made just for Kevin Smith and his buddies. That's true. Absolutely. But people were like, I can relate to this. I've never been a clerk. I've never mm-hmm. done this. I've had, I've, I'm like a straight-laced person. I've never done drugs. I've never, you know, tipped over a dead body at a funeral home before. Yeah. No one was complaining about that. No one complains about things that not everybody can relate to. But... Because not everybody liked it. It's like, oh, we can let that one pass. But yeah. because people were liking this so much. Because people were like, oh, this is brand new. This is something that we can get into. This is something that other ethnicities can look towards and be like, hey, now there's, now's their chance to shine. This is their opportunity. We're giving them a full run without anybody, you know, throttling the speed on this thing. Let them take a run at it. And the unfortunate thing for me that I believe is that for some reason, they keep putting all the Pixar movies direct to DVD. That was or another di- point. Direct to, not a direct point to, I was going to Disney Plus. But it's like, have you noticed all the last Pixar movies have non have been all ethnic movies? Mm-hmm. Like Soul, mm-hmm. Luca, Luca, Raya, and then Raya. Raya, and then you have this, and it's like, 
ooh, people are getting scared because the one time that they had a kind of Caucasian character, he was kind of Italian, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of a boring, but, you know, kind, kind, of, like a, kind of a boring, kind you of a boring. Know, kind of a boring. <laughs> oh, sorry, erase and delete that. That was offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm no, like, no, no, no. They, can, they can make fun of us, and they make, we can make fun of them, too. <laughs> That's how racism works, right? It's yes. Like, oh, yeah. A plus B equals C. Two negatives. Why did I crack a positive? Yeah, I know. I went A plus B. I did that. Racism. There's <laughs> that see, voice again. Seeing you said the way you said that now, if you had said r- racism uh, uh, the way you said uh in the first time, that means you fully support racism. <laughs> Stop putting things in my mouth, man. That's what she said. <laughs> wow. So what a roller coaster that was. <laughs> so what's interesting here now though is that you know we're talking about representation. Um we are talking about, you know, culture and everything. Um, but just recently, Harold kind of brings up Pixar. You know, Disney has just recently gone through a little bit of a controversy mm-hmm. uh, because of the Florida bill, the adults say gay bill that was, that, that, that was passed. And so you have Disney, um, you know, you, you have um, workers from Disney that, that did a walk walkout. Um, you had um, you know actors, actresses, and, and production people walk out of the, the their their businesses and and everything. And what's interesting is that um, one of the things that 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 kind of came about is that um, I guess there's a, some scenes of of, of same sex kissing that was that that was supposed to be in Buzz Light uh, Buzz Lightyear. Yes, like the the movie. Um, and it was taken out because Disney didn't feel that that was appropriate for 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 their content. And then with everything that's happened, from what I've heard, then is um, Disney is now going to be bringing it, putting putting it back. You know, and I guess um, there was a report that Turning Red was supposed to be a, a more more of a. Uh, like a, a, a push towards where um, you, you know how in in, in the movie and those that wouldn't know um, you That's know okay. all the girls are all in love with uh, Fort Town and mm-hmm. that that one weird clerk that that, that was there Devin, Devin. but um, supposedly there was supposed to be some sort of interaction between uh, Mamie and one of the four girls and it was. Um, there was supposed to be an attraction between them, like, not, nothing too obvious or anything. But again, it got taken out by, um, you know, by by Disney or by Pixar or whoever whoever's in charge, I guess. So you know, it, it's interesting that we we bring up you know the um, representation in terms of culture, in terms of you know ethnicity and everything. But at the same time, Disney is dealing with you know the LGBTQ. Plus, am I missing? Um, I don't know if I'm missing one. If I, I a couple of acronyms, yeah. Uh, if I am, I apologize. Um, you know, so is is this part, or should this be part of the conversation when we're talking about representation? Should this be something that um, you know uh, that that should be up there in terms of not just what we look like, but who we love and who we care for, and how we, you know, we. Uh, view ourselves and how we relate. Uh, what's the word? Um, not relate to, but identify ourselves. Mm-hmm. Should this start? Should this be? Uh, should this be something 
in Pixar or, and again, playing devil's advocate, should Pixar and Disney remain, quote-unquote, family-friendly? You know, and that's one of the controversies about Turning Red, is that, why you know, why bring up something like puberty, something like, um, you know, menstruation um, in a kid's movie? Is that appropriate? You know, is there a limit to what we should show? Is there a limit to what we should talk about in a what admittedly is supposed to be still and I think that that's one of the things that Disney's talking about. It's supposed to be a family show. What's the limit? And as you know, as Mar- what which were the female Flanders think about the children, you know. What about the children? <laughs> oh yeah, the what's in the wife? Mod. Mod. Ah, that's a great question, dude. I mean, I'm trying to imagine how it must have been back in the 70s when Captain Kirk kissed uh, Uhura, Lieutenant Uhura. Oh, yeah. So in that Hot. sense of like, I'm trying to, right. So at, in retrospect, great, oh. awesome moment, <laughs> you know, uh, groundbreaking moment for, 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 for TV and for pop culture. But I'm sure, I am sure, I mean, my parents weren't here, but I'm sure there's a demographic out there who was all up in arms and all that jazz in the same sense that, yeah, that the, the Disney is probably in the same sense. Like, I want to imagine a world where in 20, 30, 40 years, uh, two men, two women kissing is part and parcel of just media. You know, it's not going to be like, oh, my God. Uh, I know I, the irony of me saying that again, but um, you know, like I, I know the Eternals, the movie, the Eternals movie got a little bit of flack over a, a same-sex kiss. Uh, uh, you know, the, one of the Eternals has a same-sex partner, and they adopt the son. And like, it's so funny because, like, you know, not that I got caught up with all the 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 media hype about like, oh, there's a there's a character that's uh, that's homosexual, and then like, literally, it was like blink and you miss it kind of thing. Like, oh, that wasn't even a big deal. Like, it's just I love how they represent it, but again. It's being part of this background that I'm part of, like growing or, you know, raising my son. We've had people or we've had families in his schools, in both of my son's schools that are same-sex marriage. They've adopted uh, all sorts of, uh, of arrangements, single dads, single moms, all sorts of stuff like that, which, again, it's like it's normal. But I guess I get it. Like maybe I, I, this is me stereotyping is like, you know. Uh, Billy Bob in Kansas doesn't see that, so he's going to be up in arms and going to be writing some uh, scathing review because uh, I don't want to identify this. And Buzz Lightyear is an all all American uh, astronaut, and you know he's all about uh, American values, and that's it. Um, so yeah, uh, part of me feels like in the future, maybe again, I don't know. It's it takes steps though, right? So somebody, Dennis, you're the Trekkie here, so I don't know what the background was of Captain Kirk kissing O'Hara, like, was it, was it Shatner who said, well, let's do this. She's a wildly attractive woman, even though, yes, the seventies was a, it was a hotbed for, uh, racial tensions at the time. And let's do it. Like, why not? Um, so I, I wonder what the concept Supposedly he was. Okay. He was championing it. Like he was all supposedly. for it. I mean, it's not, if, a... if you talk to, if you talk to O'Hara, I'm pretty sure that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Yeah. So Nichols most likely is going to say, uh-uh. but, um, <laughs> You know, at least that's the story at, at that point. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of people that that, that were up in arms with it because yeah. that was a no-no. You, yeah. You're not supposed to show that. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, fast forward to now, I mean, like, you know, interracial couples, it's like, okay, it's like having cereal for breakfast. It happens. I mean... I think the difference, though, with the Shatner and Michelle—oh, not not Michelle Williams, sorry—the <laughs> <laughs> Captain 
Kevin Kirk and Lieutenant Uhura kiss, I think it's different only because not yes, people had you know people had, were up in arms about it, but they didn't have the avenues that Harold was talking mm, about. Right, like yeah, not right. everyone you know not everyone had the platform that everyone has mm-hmm, literally mm-hmm. in their pockets. You know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever they can pose their you know opinions about whatever they feel on every you know in the internet for the world to see. So I think that there is a difference. Yeah. Um, oh God, I forgot my point. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll go. Um, it, it's all about upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. We're. I call Filipino dads the most hypocritical people in the world. Excuse you. I'm just kidding. I know. You, I know. I know. I know. Generation above us as well. Oh. More, more, more or less, because <laughs> we were. They were raised in the completely masculine version of the world where the man does all the work, the woman stays in the home and does all the cooking. I bring all the money in, so I'm in charge. And um, you have to marry a woman, or if you're a a girl, you have to marry a man. That's basically how it goes. And then they forget that, at least in our culture, homosexuality is very rampant. Like, there was running jokes, and Mm -hmm. still goes on to this day, that my uncles were not my uncles, they were actually my aunts. Mm-hmm. And it's like... <laughs> and my aunt's my uncle. Yeah. And it's like, but you that's the world that we grew up in. And now you kind of understand where they were coming from. Those people, like my, my relatives at the time, they probably took it as a joke, but, it, you know, it had to deeply hurt them somehow. But for us, it's like, that was what was taught to us. So it's like, okay, we're allowed to do that. And then now you think about it, you're like, okay, that was really bad that we did there. Mm-hmm. If I could apologize, if I can go back in time and apologize for it, I probably would. But the past is the past, and it's like you can apologize now, but that doesn't change the feelings that they've experienced of in the course. past. So it's like when you say uh, Nichelle Nichols and William Shatner are making out, or sorry, not even making out, they pecked each other. <laughs> it was like on a the peck, case. yeah. yeah. Right. Um, like this, yeah, this, that at the time is controversial. That was a very passionate. It was, it was sorry. <laughs> was it as passionate, passionate as George Takei without a shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> Mm, that's less, that's a little more passionate. Uh, that's a little bit more passionate. Because <laughs> see, the, so that's controversial for the time, right? And then you would imagine that at the sensi- the cultural sensitivity that we have had to experience in the past couple of years, that a same sex uh, relationship on TV on movies, they do it in commercials now, and you're sp- we're, we just accept it because we mm-hmm. all know people there. So why are we going to be mad about that at the time? So the, everybody has to bring up a controversy somewhere. Everybody's literally like. Um, like that. There's that one commercial where there's like a, an interracial family, and people were like, "Oh, this is what we're gonna have on the Super Bowl now, right? We're gonna have uh, people thinking that interracial couples are fine, and then this is the norm." I'm like, "Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's like 33 percent of all relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not. Just, I'm. I'm just spitballing a number here. <laughs> if I mean, that is accurate, I am so proud of myself. <laughs> Show me your sight. Your I mean, sources. Like, I, I, I mean, twenty five percent of this room. I would right? imagine more. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I guess again, I think it's just because we live in L.A. and in the Valley. Uh, but it's funny true. that people. You're right. You know what? That's, right. that, that's, that's a good point. That, that's that a, a, good point. a fantastic point because we live in a cultural hub where even people who are live in New York, they're not experienced to the different kinds of ethnicities that we have here. Like they say that other cities are melting pots. Los Angeles is the most melting of all melting pots. God has ever <laughs> the seen. Meltingest pot. Like, um, <laughs> there was a running joke how, um, if you looked at the, our, the women's gymnastics team, it's made up of every type of ethnicity that can, uh, as long as they're a small little girl that can jump all over <laughs> And, uh, if you go to China, it's all Chinese girls. 
because they're China and we're America where everybody's allowed like this is the one country where everybody's um uh you know it's it's ethnically diverse enough that everybody's able to experience some kind of somewhere if you're in a city that provides that kind of opportunity mm-hmm. right. like um uh, one of our buddies was uh, told me before that he did a tour he was doing like a tour and when he went off the tour bus one of the guys saw him going to use the restroom and he's like Oh, you know that your your kind's not allowed in here. And Yikes! Like, and he's like, "Dude, it's 2010." Yeah. And he's like, Yikes. "Yeah, but this is a part where people like you are have never been around." And it's like it's fascinating that that happens in other parts of our country, mm-hmm. which is our country, and uh, but for us, not experienced as much. Yes, we do get it occasionally. We get it where it's like um, some people, there's going to be ethnic clashes all over the place. But for the most part, living in Los Angeles, we all live to you know learn and appreciate all the different cultures and, you know, experience it. So when people say, what kind of food do you like? And we in Los Angeles are able to be like, oh, we can name all different kinds yeah. of mm-hmm. foods that we're into. And then people over in, you know, wherever you think they're like, well, there's an Italian restaurant around the corner. And it's like <laughs> Olive Garden. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's, mm. yeah. that's, that's pretty fancy. Why are we knocking the Italians today? Sorry, dude. <laughs> I don't know about it's a wee stuff. Me, sorry. This side of the table. <laughs> I'm actually part Italian. Mm. Like one. It's, it's this side of the 30, studio. We're 30. <laughs> so, uh, is there is there then a uh, a mandate for us as people uh, who are more open, quote unquote, who are who, who have uh, access to this diversity is it our you know, do we need to try to convince these people sorry these people other where is that clip? You know, where, where's the word I, I don't know what word I, I could use without sounding uh sounding terrible but you know like you you, you mentioned you you mentioned different places uh, of the world you know um and I'm not going to specify the exact uh, place and the exact town, but uh, I went to a rural uh, town in Georgia, um, like a, a couple, like this is what, three years ago? Um, and I remember a couple of my uh, friends were, you know, we were, they were looking at us and me because they, we were like, so unique to them. Mm-hmm. You were the diversity of yeah, that town that time when that bus rolled in. It's like whoa! <laughs> they were like, Ooh. look at them, like, there, people. Almost, and but here's the thing, and a real quick story. Um, we were in a bus. We were in a bus uh, tour, and we passed by a graveyard. Okay, and then we passed by a graveyard, and then we passed by a second graveyard. Uh, one graveyard was really nice and pretty, uh, really well kept. The other one was very rundown, and one of my coworkers asked, um, "Well, why why is there a difference between oh, two no. graveyards?" And the what we were told, but and this you know there was no like malice or anything like that in their voice. This was like so matter of fact. Oh, that one is for the white people. This one is for the black people, and we were like, oh. And so my same friend asked, why is it separated? And mind you, this is 2018, 2019. And um, the response we got from the tour guide, the official tour guide of this place, uh, was that um, 
that uh, um, they like it this way. Yikes! And we like it this way, and we're both happy about the way it is. And we're like, "Welcome to Georgia." Yeah, for you know? sure. Did they like six, uh, shoot their six shooters in the air after they said, <laughs> "Even <laughs> even in death, yeah. they choose but to yeah, be separated." But again, wow. that, that's that, that's that, that, kind of what Lewis's point is that you know it, that it's the diversity. It's we can't. You know, because of our social upbringing, because of the way we are here, you know, it's easy for me at that moment, and it's easy for us to right now going, oh, you know, yeah. like, it, uh, how dare they? These are ignorant people. But for them, is that ignorance okay? Is it justified? Is it, you know, and I think that's where uh, and we kind of go back to what we're talking about with with turning red, we, you know, this person that did this, um, this, this criticism of this movie, um, uh, was demonized because of his point of view, because of his, um, you know, not being able to recognize, um, the importance of it, you know, so are we doing what, you know, are we doing what we did with the story that I just gave you, where we were like kind of like judging th- that that bus driver? Is that what everybody's doing to this person? Um, you know, and, and kind of a, a way for us to wrap up the, the the question: Is there, you know, is, is there a right answer? Is there a yeah. wrong answer here? Is it just the point of view? Is that in the end? Is that what we have to be? We have to be. We have to understand that other people will have a different way of looking yeah. at these things, yeah. and we just have to be happy about it. I think that's you're right. I think that's the irony of the situation in a bit. Is that yeah, he did have a different opinion, and the irony is that he got canceled for it. So it's like, oh, okay. So we preach the good word of diversity and changing views, but if it's a view that we don't agree with, do we just get you know, do we cancel them? Uh, you know, push them aside and uh, dismiss them as being ignorant? Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I get that too. Like, uh, we don't, you know, I guess that's the stereotype of the liberal left or the, uh, you know, the, the media, the, the coast cities, like we are the, yeah, I'll say we, cause we live in LA, we live in the Valley. We are the tastemakers. We are the, 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 pe- the people who set the trends. I mean, that's why these, uh, you know, the, these, uh, these uh, trend ho- uh, influencer houses, Lord, I can't believe that thing exists, uh, come out here in L.A. and, you know, they have houses in Calabasas and they're the ones raking in the millions of views on TikTok and, and YouTube and Twitter and whatnot because, yeah, like I said, we're the tastemakers. But by just vis-a-vis being here, they're already influenced by the diversity. So, of course, you know, the rest of the, the literally the, the, the flyover states uh, in between are going to look at us, uh, look, you know, look at these sides of media saying like, Oh, you're trying to influence us and blah, blah, blah. But I guess it's just, you know, it, the, the, the genie's out of the bottle. Like Pandora's box is, 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 it has been opened. There's no putting it back in there. Hollywood is what it is. Hollywood quote unquote. Uh, but you know, in, in this day and age, like Harold's already been, uh, brought up like, you know, the, the, uh, social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all those kind of things. It's like, we're, it, it is influenced by where these creators are. And if you are a creator, you have to be out here because this is where, you know, create, I guess creativity thrives, or at least this is where people say it, it it's going to thrive. Um, and it's where it has been thriving for the last year. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a double-edged sword or, but if it's like a, uh, a, a, um, a walking hypocrisy that we can, you know, we can do this, but can't do that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird uh, place to be. And I mean, yeah, it's not lost to me, the irony that we, we have our own podcast that we 
are technically voicing out our uh, our opinion out there for the universe, and there's no putting it back in once it's out there. So yeah, Dan, I mean, it's a non-answer, but that's how Lewis rides. So <laughs> yeah, I still don't like Tom Hall- Tom Holland's. I was gonna say like I I didn't want to bring it up, dude, because we we that was a heated review. Like No Way Home was very rough, man. I had to talk to my wife that night, dude. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, babe. I think the guys are done. You're like, maybe I'm wrong. I know. No. No. no they're no, wrong. Lewis never would admit that. <laughs> no. I like that movie. Yes, I almost cried. I don't know if I don't, I don't know if Turning Red is going to make me cry as much as uh, uh, No Way Home did, but, you know. I, I identify as Spider-American as well. <laughs> That's why that movie affected me so much. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Well, so, going back. <laughs> please, please take it away. Uh, I do agree that people are going to have their opinions, right? That's what makes America, America, right? We have, that's in our constitution. We have the freedom of speech mm-hmm. to believe what we want, to say what we want. I mean, yes, there are repercu- repercussions, but yes, that's, you know, that's there. That's part of what America, what makes America, America. Um, but do I feel that the author of that article was close-minded? Yeah, yes, I do. Is it because of where he lives? Maybe. Um, I also think that I, I think it's a lack of education. Um, yes, maybe he, he lives in a place where there are not a lot of diversity, but there are states in this country who are passing laws limiting what's being taught to the children. Right. People who are not just white people. Right. And 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 that's what's hurting me right now. Right. We're having what a great opportunity for the director of Turning Red to, you know, share a story that's so personal to her, mm-hmm. but also make it universal and have it cute and have it um, talk about where she lives, where she's from, her culture, her family. And then to have people. It, it's so close, you know, it's so specific. It's too specific. That's really, it, that's really just, I think that's just what's bothering him right now. People are just so close-minded and I think they're just very afraid of uh, of experiencing another, uh, experiencing life through other people's eyes. Maybe because they were always taught that it's wrong or it's ugly or it's not valid for whatever reason. And it, it, <laughs> it hurts me. It hurts me to see that an opportunity like this to share someone's culture and their experiencing their experiences. I'm sorry, just to have it just uh, criticized and, and called demonic in some cases and called evil, being human is not evil. Being a, a a person is not evil. Growing up is not is not evil. We all go through it, and and to have people criticize it and say that it's so limiting, I think their point of view their point of view is limiting. They're the limited ones. Ugh, I'm just <laughs> it just hurts me so much just knowing that there you know there are laws out there that are l- limiting the knowledge access to you know people who are not like them and god it scares me it scares me yeah chris makes like pretty much the perfect point in that 
it's ignorance more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's it's um creating a storyline that only you and and just you can apply to. And that's not how things in life should be. We should be open-minded for everything. Admittedly, for us, at least a couple of us here, growing, or pretty much, I guess, maybe for all of us here, we grew up with, we grew up Catholic. Catholicism is one of the hardest religions to grow up in, in terms of being open-minded about things. Mm -hmm. Because the Catholic Church is supposed to be very strict about certain things, but what we've learned more now and what's nice about our Pope now is that he's just being like, that was just interpretation. You guys are interpreting a thousands of year old book into things that you think should apply for today. And that's a giant mistake. No book that old should ever be telling you exactly how things should be working today. It's the same thing with the constitution. Mm -hmm. Like they wrote the constitution in the 1700s. Um, I don't know if a lot of people knew this about the whole, I mean, not going to go into it too much, but like, a lot of the things that they applied then should not and will not have to apply nowadays. And giving other people the app, like, that's the funny thing. You keep t- teaching about the Constitution and then you don't talk about the amendments. You don't talk about the fact that there can mm-hmm. be changes made to the amendments. Exactly. And it's like, oh, because that's how things are going. That's how things are always going to be taught. Like, we were taught in a Catholic school system where we weren't exp- we weren't exposed to a lot of different uh, cultural events. A lot of the things that I've learned over the past couple of years have been because of things that have happened in other media's. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we're not we were never going to be taught that because uh, we're only going to be taught about like Catholic things and we're going to be taught about American history that just happened to have. Uh, oh, there's a little bit of problems that happened in the 1800s. Yeah, just a little tiny. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's cool because Lincoln saved everybody. He did everything for everybody. And then it's like, what happened in between those times? It's like, ah, it was all good. You know, maybe Lincoln got a little bit hurt. You know, uh, the guy that was supposed to be kind of close to him, he got hurt a little bit too. And, oh, but we're here now. And, you know, you got George Bush at the time for yeah. us. There was a lot of smoothing over. Yeah. And that's kind of what people are talking about now. It's like, oh, if you the pe- or the people who are as of age now have gone through that whole thing without learning anything, then why do you have to change the education for the people? Be- uh, uh, you're the generation below you. And it's because we want that generation to be better than us. Mm-hmm. That's what every goal should always be, is that the generation after us and then the generation after them should be better versions of the ones that we are currently. Like, we are supposed to be better versions of our parents' generation, even though that's kind of like eh, a little bit similar because um, we kind of grew parallel. Like, the... Technolo- technological expansion didn't happen until we were already in our adult uh, well, teenagers. <laughs> Let's give ourselves credit here, guys. Teenagers, well, adults, late super, super teens. Um, yeah, I had a you know email address when I was in college, but that was pretty much it. Or sorry, high school. But like, we we need to. It's not like we need to be a better world or better society. It's just that. You have to be. You start up. You need to stop being such a negative society. Um, doom scrolling on Twitter is one of the worst things my mental the health worst. has ever done for me, and my mental health is already bad. But sometimes I just do it just because I like torture. What's wrong with you, dude? I, I deleted everyone I followed except for. No, I, I mean okay, see, but they, they, cause <laughs> because they, they make cause me they make happy. happy, and that's the thing is like we're so, like. Why would you purposely follow anybody that you hate? Mm-hmm. I block everything that I hate. Like 
any particular person that I'm like, if I see their name on the thing, blocked. Because I know they're going to bring nothing but negativity. Mm -hmm. I don't like negativity in my timeline. I don't like negativity in my life. I try to delete that as much as possible. Agreed. So it's like, why are we people, why are people going towards that? What is that? It's because of the clickbait thing. It's the popularity thing. They're the only way that they're going to ever get any kind of attention is because they're going to give something overtly negative or something that's so out of left field that people are going to talk about it. Because right. sure. you know what happens when you give a good review about things? No Nothing. one <laughs> no yeah. one reads it, yeah. yeah. Like, we talk about good things all the time. You don't hear us getting quoted in movies or magazines or something like that. <laughs> no popular website. Well, maybe this being, guy talking well, about yeah, Tom Holland. But like. in general, like, you know, that's just this guy. But, like, also, that's that magazine's fault for being, like, this is the article we're going to run with instead yeah, of like, yeah, okay it's a choice. It. it was a choice. Instead of being right. like, why don't we send two representatives and the one with a better article that, oh, maybe isn't as racist or a little or bit more narrow, open-minded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> the girl, the storyline is about a young Asian girl, Asian Canadian, Canadian girl. We're not, uh, I'm not from Canada. I've been to Canada twice. It's a lovely place to, it um canada is so nice but like if you watch it like the storyline if you're a smart enough person Mm -hmm. you can ignore the fact that oh i'm not from canada but i can relate to things that are going on in this little young canadian girl right you can find something yeah anything that's that's what you should like if it's a specific movie that is like uh like family like dennis said family oriented movies Everybody always looks for something that you can see in yourself. Mm-hmm. And why don't you just focus on that? Instead of being like, oh, that's the thing I don't see in myself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's just me. I am a negative person, but I hate negativity. <laughs> I'm not a negative person. You You're not. A positive person. But I just, yeah, I just realized that I know uh, Harold's never liked any of my tweets, so I think he's blocked me. No, dude, it's just a lot of work. You you liked like four of my tweets today, or, and I'm like, or, eh, I was or, or your tweets aren't just good. I no, know. You put, you I know. Weird times, bro. <laughs> How am I supposed to? Thoughts happen not, at two in the morning, guys. If, if it's not on like my things, here's the thing: my tweets are in chronological order because I'm not a psychopath. Um, <laughs> wow. People who okay. put people who put their timeline like, oh, top tweets, dude. You're asking for trouble because um, it's yeah. it's gonna I mean. find the thing that you think you're thinking about, and it's gonna be like. Here's the rabbit hole you're stuck in, buddy. Am I wrong? <laughs> you're right, because that's how I have it. I don't have it chronological. <laughs> no, no, no. You, can, you can do it. I mean, it's like all I see is Joel's Wordle stuff, and I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna like it. Cool. <laughs> I appreciate you, DM. I appreciate Joel so pushing his uh, success at six out of six. How many times? <laughs> to to kind of wrap it up, um, you know, one of the things I really loved about that movie, and Lou, you really have to watch the movie. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, but the, the, you know, in the end, the. The, the idea of everybody has everybody has a monster inside all of us. There's something negative. There's always going to be something there. Um, and it's just really the way we deal with it, just mm-hmm. the way we're supposed to handle it. And I think, you know, that's that's what's going on in the world right now. There's a lot of negativity, whether it's what's happening in Ukraine, you know, what's happening in um, our school systems and all those things. In the end, it really is how we deal with it and finding mm-hmm. joy and something and 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 for me that's you know i'm going to at a certain point today or next next couple days i'm going to go back upstairs uh turn i'm turning red just because you have to you have to watch it so that you know when you're 
Boots. Boots and cats. Boots and cats. And then, and then, <laughs> I'll know what this is about. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> no, you, 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 Some catchy music, bro. It's you should, good. You should, uh, you should ask Phoebe. You should start doing Boots and Cats with my daughter, and uh, she'll start doing the prop. Bob, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. So the, I, the, I, the uh, coincidental thing of being the one person who really loves boy bands over here. Besides me, besides me. Uh, hello. <laughs> no, watching the movie. That... Yeah, stop being Tyler, okay? <laughs> I don't get the reference. <laughs> but then, never mind. Yeah, Can't okay. do one We all love Robert, though. Everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's a good point to wrap it up, guys. I, I, I mean, there. I, we discuss so much, and yet there's so much more to talk about. Yeah. Just, just the dialogue um, concerning about you know concerning the movie and the criticism about it, and and the story and the beautiful story itself. I mean, we can talk again. I think. I think so. Yeah. There's just so much. What, the, once Lewis watches it, I think it's. We can uh, do a full review. It's, it's I think fun. so. I mean, so if I hate it, are you guys yeah, gonna you, hate me? You can always join the, uh, us in two fanboys in the filthy casual. Yeah. I mean, bye, Lewis. <laughs> 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 on that note well we're still not in that podcast yet this has been another episode of the dorkiest timeline podcast the offshoot the tangent of the two fanboys in a filthy casual podcast my name is Krisha this is Dennis this is Lewis I thought you were going to say your name is Lewis for some reason <laughs> this is Harold <laughs> It's been very heated today. <laughs> it's very hot in here in the dungeon. <laughs> well, thanks guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon. See you next month. Oh, next month, boots like the movie. Cats and boots and cats and boots and cats.